people to hear. And Dawn says, thanks for explaining it to me. <laughs> now I know how Bailey feels. Yeah, right. The same way that you know that you're right-handed, Bailey knows she's a girl. We all want our outsides to match our insides. So this is, I think, a very low uh, grade level of explaining it's a way to indoctrinate someone and to give them the uh, impression that there's nothing wrong with trying to change what God has established and really get at the root of the problem as to why a person doesn't identify. Because I think it's a part of uh, self-loathing. I think somewhere along the line, a person has to learn to love themselves and, and there's something about themselves that they that you find to me disgusting, and because of that, they want to change. You know, I, I've seen people who basically they wanted to be the other gender because they thought it was better than what they actually were. And so it's something about the way they perceive themselves that they find that they can't deal with it. Yeah. They so later on it. in the episode, Marianne is babysitting Bailey alone when the latter becomes sick. The two are transported to the hospital where medical personnel pull up the medical records and assume Bailey identifies as a boy. And Marianne then steps in and tells them in a private chat, Bailey's not a boy. And by treating her like one, you are completely ignoring who she is. Uh, yeah. You know, so on the Facebook page of uh, Fox 24 Houston, Television stations, Facebook page, there are a lot of comments that were negative. Netflix should be ashamed, one person wrote. Yes. Another one said, at nine years, you're, you're, at nine year old, your brain and hormones are not fully developed to make such life-changing decisions. All we can do is pray. Another one says, nine-year-olds don't have choices. Still another person wrote, I pick the clothes, haircut, and everything else. Make the decision for them and let these kids make these the adult decisions when they become adults. Right. Some those supported the idea. You go, girl. One person wrote, wish I had been that confident as a kid instead of wondering what everyone else thought about me. I'm trying to live up to others' expectations. So I think this is terrible. I do too. And to, to even make it worse, I heard on TV, on the national news, that there was and this article comes from the LA Times, there's a Brazilian model, Valencia Valentina Campeo, and she is the first transgender sports illustrated swimsuit model. But I just truly believe in their family they have a shortage of men. 
different from, who was that, Jenner? <laughs> I mean, that wasn't a very good transformation. But I don't think Jenner, I don't think he went 100%. I heard something in him saying he, he maintained some of his manhood. You know, I don't think he got rid of everything. I think something said he, he would have stayed a, a backdoor, a, a plan of escape, plan B, just in case, you know, so anyway, the, the issue comes out of July 21st where this 23-year-old transgender Sports Illustrated swimsuit mom. Um, in this article, it talks about how she said her homeland is a beautiful country, but it's also deadly as well because it's got so many violent crimes and murders Again. against the trans community in the world. Three times that as that of the United States. I was reading something. I think I um, I bought some things the other day, some dried things, and it said it was made in Tunisia. Mm -hmm. So then, of course, I wanted to look up where Tunisia and what are they known for, what do they do, what is the kind of religion it is, and I'm trying to find out all I can about Tunisia. Mm -hmm. And they have laws over there too that forbid anything, any homosexuality, any transgenderism, mm -hmm. any, I mean, you die because of it, or get thrown in prison, mm -hmm. you know, so, so I guess other countries don't tolerate things like we do in the United States, we're just becoming more weak. They're more wicked. Historical facts and propaganda 
us, even though people try to. That's fate. That's not history book uh, material. That's you know you you can talk history, but it actually has to do with the person's trust in, in the Lord and whether or not you believe God and take the Lord at His word and if you believe His promises. Now you can you can make historical references. You know you can cite the person as far as in, in the historical you know context but when we talk about Jesus Christ we're talking faith so anyway um, you know I used to like that Chris Como when he was um, I think he was on Good Morning America or, some, or something a morning talk show mm-hmm. um, but in last week's broadcast of Como Primetime Chris Como dismissed trusting in God while navigating through difficult circumstances and urged his viewers to look within themselves for the answer. They're crazy. If you believe in one another, and if you do the right thing for yourself and your community, things will get better in this country, Como said. You don't need help from above. It's within Christ. I mean, those ideas, they're crazy. I mean, that's, that's insanity. Now, we're, I'm going to look for, to see what God's going to do for him, mm-hmm. or Don Lemon. Right, it's like, it's like some people saying, well, you don't have to pray on everything. You don't have to consult God for everything. And the Lord tells us, you know, always pray. And the Lord tells us, in all thy ways acknowledge me, and I'll direct your path. You know, there's always those people who say, you know, you, you don't have to. I say, well, you might not do it, but the end result, it won't be what you were anticipating because without God to guide you, it's a crapshoot. Now I know that uh, people talk about Kanye West as being crazy, and he you is. know, well, he is. <laughs> I know he doesn't take medicine. He, he, he doesn't want to take his medicine well, because he, he says that. Um, but I tell you, you know, he, for his bipolar, he, uh, he, because it stifles his creativity, and I've heard of. I've Right, makes him feel like a zombie. But I tell you another person, I just think it has something to do with the entertainment industry because I was watching this thing with Steve Harvey and he was saying how he and Obama were friends. And then he cited how he met him a couple of times, gone to the White House a couple of times, and something, something, something. I said, you're not a friend. You're not even an acquaintance. You're just somebody that Obama encountered. <laughs> you know, it's something about that ego that they have. Uh, this this article was sent to me from the dailymail.com and it was about Kanye West and you know people can say what they want to say about Kanye West but he had a tweet out there a post pro life twitter post showing a fetus at 6 months mm-hmm. yeah he's against planned parenthood and he continues to bitter his his bitter feud with planned parenthood you know, so um, he shared a screenshot of a Google search asking, what does a six-month fetus look like? Included in the grab was a brief WebMD excerpt detailing the growth and development during the second trimester. And he said, these souls deserve to live, the rapper declared in his tweet. Um, West slammed planned Parenthood as an organization run by white supremacists to do the devil's work. In response, Planned Parenthood called Kanye's 
comments offensive and infinitalizing. Infantilizing? I can't, I don't, so pardon my pronunciation. So, um, I guess the post was deleted, and, uh, but you know, there were enough people who took note of that, and, um, you know, so now the controversy goes on. Mm -hmm. But these souls deserve to live.
And in a 2017 interview with the Christian Post, he shared his testimony. I speak now, and I'm doing what God told me to do from the beginning. He testified, it was prophesied that I would travel the world and preach to millions of people. It was prophesied when I was 20. I thought I was through my work, and it has been. My mother said to me when I was 59, she said, Denzel, you do a lot of good. You have to do good the right way, and you know what I'm talking about. I don't drink anymore. I don't do any of those things. I'm all about the message to the degree that I know it, and I'm unashamed and unafraid to share it. In his new discussion with Bernard, Washington explained that his experience with the Holy Spirit kept him all these years, kept him throughout all the years of his fame and success. It kept me grounded in spite of myself. I mean, I accepted it. I definitely experienced it, but I wasn't ready to live it. I know how old I was then, but I wasn't ready to live it then. I'm sure I'm not the one who's gone through that kind of experience. The actor also wanted people to know that having a moment with God like his doesn't mean that life would now go his way. You have that moment, but it doesn't mean that the rest of your life is going to go the way it should. It's like, oh, I had this moment, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, and now everything is going to be pretty, not going to be perfect. The next day I'm ready to save everybody, I'm in charge of saving everybody, people. Bernard mentioned that Washington called him the day his own son, John David Washington, experienced a similar infilling with the Holy Spirit. He's very talented and spiritual young man, Washington said of his oldest son, who has followed in his father's acting footsteps. We are happy about his success, his success, but we are equally excited about the example he's setting for his brothers and sisters as a man of God and their sibling being an example of that and being unashamed of it. Um, and you know, that's so good to hear because mostly what you hear coming out of Hollywood is that they're raising children that are now wearing dresses and, right. and going the opposite way or dying from drugs or alcohol and you know this is refreshing mm -hmm. so Denzel says I'm 65 now not 15 I'm looking at it from a different perspective some of the underlying issues obviously are still the same the platforms that the young people or people have now to express their opinions are obviously there there are so many more of them and there's so much more of an opportunity. He talks black and white walking hand in hand. Well that's actually the case. We are walking down the streets by the thousands, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. We are not yet seeing free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty and free at last, because they're not. But they are together. So he was and is a prophet. It is changing. We are in the middle of it. Where it's going to go, we'll have to see. After all is said and done, I want to be in that number. I just want to be in that number when the saints go marching in. I want more than anything else in my life to be in that number. And I'm surprised to hear that. Hmm. I was. So I got another article. You know, we have to remember to pray for um, oh, those people in other countries right. that are being tortured and, and persecuted for their standing and murdered. And mm -hmm. I, I don't think I'll have enough time to talk about this article, but it's, you know, everywhere. I, I don't care.
captain that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now ain't God alright? God is alright. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was what were the righteous and the poor sold for in the Bible? And the answer is silver and a pair of shoes. That can be found in Amos chapter 2 verse 6 which reads Thus saith the Lord For three transgressions of Israel and for four I will not turn away the punishment thereof because they sold the righteous for silver and the poor for a pair of shoes. This week's food for thought is who does the Lord reveal his 